This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Good evening. Uh, welcome to the show. It is, of course, Tuesday night, 6.30. And for the next hour, we talk boxing and the Merseyside boxing scene uh, with myself, Adam Catterall. Nick Pete is here. And for the first time, we're doing... Well, for the first time since the turn of the year, we've got a guest in the studio. Yep. JJ Metcalf, how are you, my man? You good? I'm good, mate, yeah. Excellent. Come up to that microphone. Don't be frightened of us today, mate. This is this is us and you just talking about this fantastic new deal that you've got, obviously, with Frank Warren, where loads of people are going to be seeing you on BT Sport, doing your yep. thing over the next year or so, my man. Dead excited about it. We want some gold wrapped around your waist. That's what we're going to be talking about over the next hour. Uh, but if you are listening to us on your way home from work right now, uh, then... And I don't know, maybe you're going to get home in the next 10 minutes and your tea's going to be on the table and you think to yourself, I can't listen to the show. Maybe I'll have to get it on a podcast tomorrow. Yes, you can do that, but we're Facebook Live, man. We are. We are Facebook Live right now. We have decided to make this visual. I apologise to anybody that is put off by our ugly mushy. I was going to say, if you're eating your tea, you may not want to watch us Absolutely, live, but... yeah. JJ's an attractive lad, right? He's okay. You can look at him, but me and the ugly fella here, this is, <laughs> we're struggling. This is absolutely shocking behaviour. Uh, so do go and have a little bit of a look at Fight Disciples. On, on Facebook it is facebook.com forward slash fight disciples we are there we are live for the next hour we are streaming you can interact with us on there as well have a little bit of a chat and if you've got any questions for Jay you're more than welcome uh, to come and join us on that alright if you want to participate in the show 0151 708 1059 now let's get to it boys we can't, we can't avoid the elephant in the room we are obviously going to be talking to uh, Jay about what's coming up for him over the next year but uh, the big Merseyside boxing news I suppose over the last seven days Big Pricey. We had him, mm-hmm. we were speaking to uh, Dave Colwell on the show last week. We spoke to Pricey recently. We were dead excited about what was going on uh, with the show. Disappointment at the end of the day. Yeah. It was very hard, from my point of view, hard to watch. You guys know him personally, even more so, I imagine it being hard to watch when, when a friend is in the ring and it's not going the way you anticipated it to go. No, and it, it, it just didn't go the way that Pricey, you know, kind of told us it was going to go as well. Everything mm. was going to be different this time. His mentality was different. You know, he'd approached it differently. Um, he was going to be a lot more aggressive. He was going to be that big, horrible heavyweight that he that he builds himself as so much. And um, I think that's that that coupled with the fact that, you know, his confidence seemed a lot different this time. He'd fought Christian Hammer in the amateurs. He beat Hammer to get to the Olympic Games in 2008. You know, the stars kind of seem like they were aligning here for this WBO European title fight. You know, he wins that on Saturday night. He's literally within touching distance of the WBO world title belt. Mm. You know, it, it just felt like it was finally he was going to get the rubber the green. He was going to get some luck. And unfortunately, it just didn't happen. You know, it just didn't happen for him. Uh, it, his, his performance was massively disappointing. You know, I know a lot of people picked out certain things and they, they like this part and that part. And when he dropped him into fourth and things like that. But... I'll be honest, I, I I wanted so much more for him, Jay, didn't you? Oh, yeah, that was good, didn't he? Um, it was hard to watch, and just the way he, he, he had him over, but I think he, he could have put him away straight after that, but something to do with his fitness or something. Yeah, but, Maybe but, the weight he was carrying as well. What, 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 do you think, what do you think, from my point of view, <clears throat> again, just as a person from the outside looking in on this, and the admiration that I have for anybody that steps in the ring, I thought Curtis Woodhouse absolutely nailed it on social media this week, mm-hmm. the way that he addressed the post of that particular fight. But for me, 80% of your game, what you do, yeah. is in your head. 
It's psychological. It's the belief that you have within yourself. Physical attributes, of course. You've got to have the talent. You've got to be able to do the business. Of course you have, yeah? yeah. So when I look at Pricey, I look at him and I go, the, you are unbelievable, talent-wise. I think, yeah, look at the size of you, the way that you can go about doing your business. I think you're absolutely tremendous. But if you compare it to, for example, the psychology that Bellew has, Bellew believes, yeah. you know what I mean? And I just get the impression, watching that performance at the weekend, Maybe there was belief, a lack. Of, maybe yeah. there was a lack of belief. I don't know. And that's a, that, for me. That's a big part of your game. Would you say? Yeah, maybe he was just saying that for the camera, and inside he didn't feel like that. But I've heard about him sparring, so I couldn't see why he wouldn't believe in it. So eight, eight days before this fight, Pricey did twelve rounds with two different heavyweights, and from what I hear, better heavyweights than Christian Hammer. He had two in two, no, two rounds and then fresh opponent, two rounds, fresh opponent. Mm. And he did that eight days before the fight. The fitness was, you could argue the fitness was there. If he's doing that out of the gym, uh, out, of, out of the spotlight, if you like, then the fitness has got to be there. But this is, it. it, it it's kind of like his mentality at the moment is a bit, he can't kind of grasp the opportunity in front of him and, and and take it on the anxiety attack that seems to be hitting him. Mm. The That's rush it, you know, like, it just yeah. seems to be drawing every ounce of energy out of him. Like you know nervous energy burns as well, man. Oh, completely. Of course like it does, you know, and you know that's part of this game, though. You know, Pricey's boxing in the Olympic Games, Commonwealth Games, British title, Commonwealth title for all the... You know, he's headlined at the Echo Arena and spitting distance from where we are now. He's been in big events. He's been around big moments. It's unusual that somebody this late in the career or this experienced allows that to happen. Like, you know, a lot of guys will start on small hall shows, on undercards, you know, after the main event or whatever. And that's when they get used to it. That's when they build up that experience. Price has had this experience a long way. So for him to burn up all that, all it, that it energy... Must, it must play on his mind because every man and his dog will say this is last chance saloon. Every time he steps through the rope, yeah. every time, they will say this is last chance saloon. You get beat here, that's over. You know mm. what I mean? That must play on your mind as a fighter. If you're walking to the ring and you're thinking, I have to win this fight. You're going in there with a a, trip, a a tiny piece of fear, I suppose, though, so therefore you can't perform your game. You know what I mean? You're performing mm. within yourself. You're, you're avoiding getting beat. It's like football, I suppose, the analogy. You go in there not to get beat rather than to go and win. Yeah. Does that make sense? Um, I, th I think an element of it. The thing is, I don't agree with that, though. I don't agree with that. You know, there's performance on Saturday aside, and I think there's some real soul-searching to be done now. Is But Price is only relatively young for a heavyweight, only like 33, yeah. 34. Mm -hmm. These heavyweights go till the 40 these days, so it isn't the last chance saloon. This wasn't his only chance. It was just a magnificent opportunity because the WBO belt is about to be saved up to the winner, if you like. Yeah, I think it's just a Tony Thompson fight must have took so much out of him. And then the second fight as well. But in the, in the, it was similar in the Tony Thompson fight, wasn't it, Jay? Where he just exactly, seemed to run yeah. out of gas. He had him hit. He couldn't finish him. And then he had nothing left in his tank. But we, if we know he's fit, how does that happen? You know, Like discourages him when he puts them over and they get back up and they're still game. And that's what it seems, seems That's like. the elite level, though, isn't it? That's it, yeah. And it seems to just throw all his energy out of him. Mm. It's, it's a strange situation. And obviously, you know, I, I, I want to go in here and say now that, you know, Dave Caldwell is a trainer, another friend of ours, a friend of the show. He's been on the show. Coming for a lot of stick this week. You know, he's been a lot of people pointing the finger at Dave Caldwell saying, oh, it, you know, his, his fitness wasn't right and he was too heavy and everything else. Well, don't forget, Dave Caldwell's just as boxing coach. He's not Dave Price's strength and conditioning yeah. coach. You know, we should highlight that because the blame isn't on Dave Caldwell here. It's, you know, it's... 
the, it's a team effort, if you like. But David Price is in control of Team David Price. He's mm. the main guy there. He's the one that appoints a boxing trainer and a strength and conditioning coach and a nutritionist and whatever else he's lined up. He's in charge of all that. He doesn't have one mentor, one guy overseeing everything. So let's take Dave Caldwell straight out to the final line. I just think, from a personal point of view, from Pricey now, you know, you're right. You know, uh, would I hit the nail right on the head? He's he's had an incredible career. British and Commonwealth champion, Olympic medalist. You know how many how many boxers can say that, Jay? That they've achieved that. You know, certainly in the heavyweight division, what he's achieved has been phenomenal. You know, it, and he will could proudly walk away now. He's got a fantastic life, lovely family life, and everything else. And this city will be proud of what he's achieved. But it's whether David Price can live with himself because we've all heard the stories about him being in the gym, doing what he does. The ability that he's got, and so many listen, so many top level coaches can't be wrong that have seen him in action and gone, he's world class. He could win a world title. Not everyone's wrong. There's there's something there, and it's whether Pricey now can live with that and go. You know what? I tried it. It just wasn't for me. I think he will have some some regrets. Cause yeah, I think anyone will. But he's done brilliant. Um, I don't know. He's. I'd be disappointed if. Yeah. Because the amount of times he must have been told he's going to be a world champion, and he should have believed it as well. And it hasn't happened for do, him. Do you think the problem? I think that there's a tinge of do we do we want it as a city? Does Liverpool want it more than made him, yeah. it more than David Price? You know, does I, I don't I don't know. I don't know, you know, obviously we, we reached out to Pricey and he's he's he's, he's, no, off, right he's off the reservation at the yeah, moment, right which is fine, you know, obviously I don't blame <clears> him because if we're feeling the pain, I can only imagine how Pricey's feeling, but uh, yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm, I was like Jay and like yourself, Adam, it, it was tough viewing on Saturday mm. night. Uh, one thing that I do take from the fight, and you mentioned Dave Colwell's name there, and you're right in exactly what you've said, that is, that is the truth, but I hope for example, uh, the camp that he's looking after, David Hay, maybe looks at that and goes, all oh, right, he doesn't condition his fighters. And maybe he takes a little bit of uh, a foot off the gas going into the Bellew fight because if he takes his foot off the gas waiting for Bellew, you will get a different animal on March the 4th. That guy yeah. does not go anywhere, does True. he? And uh, listen, on that point as well, check back. Check back the last time Dave Caldwell cornered the losing fighter. It's, it's years. It's three or four years. The McDonald brothers, Bellew. These guys don't lose fights, you know, and it'll be hurting Dave Caldwell as much as it hurts anybody else. Don't, so ignore what David A is saying. You know, that's, that's, Especially that's with nonsense. the previous history that David Caldwell has got with David Hay because exactly. he used to work in his camp. That's all part of selling Bellew versus Hay. We know that. But his, his time will come. <laughs> One month. We're counting it down. Not like we're counting or anything exactly, like that. Yeah. How many days? Exactly. Um, by the way, if you just tuned in, we are Facebook Live right at this moment in time. Facebook.com forward slash Fight Disciples. You can go and have a little bit of a nosy in. Uh, we're joining the studio with JJ Metcalf, who signed a fantastic deal with uh, Frank Warren. We're going to be speaking to him after seven o'clock about him in particular and his big plans for 2017. Next, we're going to have to talk about Eubank, aren't we? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that ring walk. We have to talk about the ring walk, mate. Yeah, have you got any thoughts about this? Obviously, you come from a fighting family, my man. Is your dad going to do any ring walks with you? I might have him doing the moonwalk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stick around. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Uh, quarter to seven on your Tuesday night. It is, of course, the Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Joined today with JJ Metcalf. We are also um, at Facebook Live at this moment in time. If you're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Fight Disciples. Hello to my little boy and my daughter. They're watching the show. There you go. <laughs> Give me dad a wave. There you go. All good. Everybody's watching online. That's what we like to see. Uh, you're more than welcome to uh, participate in the show. Send us messages and questions for JJ. 
Uh, we'll be speaking to him about his own personal career just after seven o'clock. So make sure you stick around for that. Right now, though, let's talk about um, the main attraction, I suppose, on Saturday night. We've yep. spoke about prices. That's done. Let's leave that for a minute. Um, Eubank. Let's give it a little bit of a breakdown because he did what he was supposed to do. Might have took him a little bit longer than we maybe anticipated him uh, to take. The highlight for me was uh, the ring walk, my friend. I got excited when I heard Simply the Best. I'm going to be honest, that's it. I got dead excited about it. I thought, this is quite nice, a little bit of a, uh, a throwback. But no, it wasn't for Eubank Jr. Eubank Sr. were having his own ring walk. Changing the game, you see. Changing the game, mate. See, we spoke last week about um, father, son, partnerships we talked about Leo Santa Cruz didn't we mm-hmm. the father-son partnership when it comes to the corner yeah normally the dad just comes out sits in the corner waits for his son to come out does his thing yeah yep. no not the Eubanks I fancy a little bit of a dance I'm gonna lo- be honest with you I love the way he had his own ring walk it's funny now imagine if imagine for your next fight if your dad was like I want them to play Irish Rover straight into Pink Floyd I'm gonna walk to the ring first and then you can drop <laughs> then you walk after me it's mental isn't it only in the Eubanks world He's giving JJ a few ideas here. Yeah, Shay, exactly. be up for that, wouldn't he? Yeah. He'd be up for that. That's a <laughs> I can imagine oh, what no the response is. Exactly. <laughs> Regarding the performance in the ring, though, I mean, Jay, how did you how did you look at it at the weekend? I think he's I think he's brilliant, mate. I think he's come on like when he first turned over, and I was watching him. I thought he's not nothing special, but I think he's just got better and better with every fight. And he, but did he win every round the other day? Oh, yeah. Oh, easy. Yeah. Easy, easy yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's not his own weight, he's a weight above. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. What, what's your opinion on, on his power? I mean, on uh, on our podcast, which is available tomorrow uh, via fightdisciples.com, me and Nick speak about him not having, for me, again, as a, just an observer, I look at him and I don't think he's got that one-punch knockout power. When you compare it to other guys in that division, like yeah, you're good at glocking. does a bigger Big puncher, really. yeah, yeah. yeah. He He's more of an accumulative an accumulative puncher for me. Yeah. Do you do you see that or yeah, am I missing speed something? as well? Like, like, have you seen him on that? Um, like a new bag, what do you yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen it like a like a floating body bag type thing. <laughs> yeah, he throws about a million shots on it. Yeah. So. So do, if he's if he's that quick and he's throwing that amount of shots, does it matter that he doesn't have one punch knockout? No, I don't think so. Don't forget, Mayweather's not had one-punch knockout power for a while since he moved up the weight divisions as well. You know, it certainly hasn't done Amir Khan anymore. Well, he does. You know what I mean? When his when his opponents decided not to defend himself, well, he, he gives him a free he, shot. He takes yeah, him a exactly, pot shot, yeah. knocks him but, clean but out. But yeah. Amir Khan hasn't got one-punch knockout power either. But the speed kills with Amir Khan. He hits you with that many punches, Sometimes and I think that's yeah, and you don't see him. Exactly, and I think that's what it, that's what Eubank brings to the table. Me personally. Categorically, he's not a super middleweight. He needs to move back down to middleweight, and I think that's where he's going to have most of his success. But I just think opportunity knocked here against Quinlan. Okay. And they wanted a belt to headline a, a, an ITV event. I thoroughly expect them to move back down. But yeah, it was, you know, he'd done exactly what we said he'd do. You know, we, we knew he'd win every round. We knew this guy was overmatched, never fought outside of Australia before. You know, Eubank is above this level. But to call it, to now call him a world champion is a little bit of a disservice for me for the actual world champions. You know, If he's going to say it's super middleweight, he struggles to make the top five in the UK. Uh, and if he moved back down to middleweight... Who's better than him at super middleweight in the UK? Certainly the Gale, Groves, Callum Smith... You know, uh, and then you know the likes of Martin yeah, Murray's strong there as well. Callum Smith too, yeah. big exactly. Lad, isn't it? Massive, isn't he? Callum Smith towers over towers over Eubanks, absolutely towers over. He would smash him to bits because he has that. That's a kid with one punch knockout power, make yeah. no mistakes. So it's uh, but back down at middleweight, it's more of an argument. You know, there's there's more fights there. Obviously, 
the fight we want to see is the is the rematch with Billy Joe Saunders. That's the fight that Eubank should be going after. Mm. Instead of talk, because you know, all this talk of uh, Triple G, Golovkin, and Andre Ward, you think, come Do, on. Does it does does the Triple G talk rub you up a little bit more than it would do if he hadn't already been offered the fight and therefore not taken the fight? Hence, Kelbrook steps into his his boots to take that fight. Didn't well, he? of course, you know you can't call somebody out and then when they put a contract on the table, not sign it. And then call them out again a couple of weeks later. <laughs> when they've got a fight. Exactly. So yeah. When they've signed up to a fight with Jacobs. Exactly. If you're going to call someone out, you've got to be man enough to back it up. You know, am I right, Jay? If you're going to call yeah, someone right. out, mate, you've got, to, you've got to back it up at the end of the day. And It's all right. Jay's going to be calling everybody out after 7 o'clock. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. how we Get roll ready. on this show. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch out, Super Welters. We're coming for you. That's what we're going to be doing. But no, I think back down at middleweight, Jay, they're not agree. I think he yeah, looks stronger definitely. there. He's a bigger specimen there. And this IBO belt, to be honest, it, it's not worth the gold it's written on. So what do you want to see him do next? I know you just mentioned Billy Joe Saunders. However, the you, from what I hear, the Eubanks are quite difficult to negotiate with. Okay, yeah, yeah. They have their ideas. And I, I've said on this show, I'm all for this. If you want to try and change the game and you want to make your life better and do your thing, I'm fully supportive of it. However, there's got to be a little bit of give and take at some point. It's got to be some compromise because we've got different platforms. We've got the Sky platform with Matchroom. We've got the platform that we're going to be seeing JJ on at BT with Frank. Then you've obviously got this new ITV platform where the Eubanks are involved with various other uh, promoters. Now... With Poxon, yeah. Yeah, well, there's a channel there, isn't there? Where's Mm -hmm. this going to be heard? You can't put it on both. Well, you could, but... You want pay-per-view numbers, I'm guessing, for a fight of Billy Joe Saunders and, and Chris Eubank I mean. Jr. I think that's... What, what, what the numbers for that fight, though? We're talking about 85,000. That's, that's, the, that's the release. 85,000 yeah. pay-per-views for that at the weekend. If it's true, it's pretty good. That's not too... If it is true, know, it's absolutely brilliant, I yeah, think, for that, a first time out against the bad, geezer yeah. that we've never even heard of, you know? But the worrying thing for that is, you know, Frank ain't going to give Billy Joe his world champion. Absolutely. You know, he's not going to open the, open the door to let him go and fight on ITV. Why would he? He's got his own deal with BT and he's yep. got Box Nation and everything else. So it's in Frank Warren's interest for Billy Joe Eubanks to happen on BT Sports because mm-hmm. it's a yeah. big event. The problem is now if Eubanks genuinely did 85,000, that's good numbers. ATV will want to continue to do that. Yeah. I think we're more than likely going to see him defend his IBO belt against some other guy no one's ever heard of. And Frank's already offered Chris or, Eubank Jr. seven figures to fight him. And, and he's, so he's not going to come across. Exactly, he's turned it down. So Ryder, who was on the undercard on Saturday, yeah. another blown up middleweight. He could well be Listen, the next John, opponent for Chris John Ryder is a, is a great fighter. I, I like agree. I like him a lot. Me too, yeah. But to fight Chris Eubank Jr. next, it's just for everybody else that aren't necessarily hardcore fans, they look at it and go, so what? Not bothered. I want to see Billy Joe Saunders. I want to see Triple G. I want yeah. to see... You've called James DeGale out. I want to see it. It has to be a marquee name for me next. Otherwise, yeah. people are going to start losing faith Have with it. Stay at Super Midway. I'd like to see him against the... Um... Jamie Cox or someone. Yeah, exactly. Jamie Cox wants to fight, doesn't there, he? There's, he's another, another. there's another lad at super middle. You know, that I would I would debate Eubanks better than anywhere. I really there's one Cox, one like punch him, knockout so power, legit big time. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, all those fights make sense to me to us. But to be honest, if that ITV experiment has been that successful, I can't see them bringing in a domestic level opponent like that. They're going to have to bring in another international name. To headline for at the what weight? Belt. Uh, they'll probably keep so, this so IBO super, super middle belt. Probably, yeah, they probably will. They'll keep this IBO belt and they'll keep dressing himself up as a world champion when we all know he's probably not the best in Britain in his weight class. At so, the at what point then does the compromise come? Because there has to be. There has to be a compromise at some point. If you want to be regarded as the legit top boy, you're going to have to fight Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah. And you're going to have to give a little bit of ground. I expect that. 
last performance from Billy Joe weren't the best either, was it? So exactly, this was from Chris Eubank Jr.'s point of view. It's the perfect time to fight him, then, yeah, isn't it? But I yeah. think Billy Joe's one of them. If it's if the opponent's better, he'll be better. Yeah, so. no, I agree with that. The, the problem with Billy Joe at the moment, and we spoke about this previously, is Billy Joe Saunders right now needs Chris Eubank more than Chris Eubank needs Billy Joe Saunders, in my opinion, and that's. Crazy because Billy Joe's a, the world a legit world champion. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Against you know uh, an orchestrated world champion. Listen, it sounds like we're beating up on Chris Eubank Jr. Here. I'm a massive fan. I think the kid's got a massive future in the sport, and I'm super excited to see what comes next. But I'm kind of like you. It's like don't pull a wool over our eyes. Yeah, yeah. We know he's just beat a half decent Australian. It was probably a, to be fair. That was probably a Commonwealth title fight mm. at best. Mm. So let's call him what it is. It's Commonwealth champion now. Move back down to middleweight. Let's really see what you can do. Yeah, yeah. Don't fake. Don't pretend you're a world champion and continue now fighting these fighters. We've got to search on Boxrec for just just fight someone legit that we know and prove to us, Chris, that you've got a big future. That it all it all comes down. We know that there's politics within the sport, and certain fights don't necessarily get made. You know, because promoters, TV deals, all this type of stuff. For me, there's politics anyway. Don't create more. Yeah, don't yeah. Add, don't don't just add your own politics in there to avoid certain things. When it's for me, I think it's dead easy to make that fight. Yeah. Dead easy. If Frank Warren's offered seven Billy figures, yeah. yeah, yeah. If Frank Warren's offered seven figures to make that fight, yeah, make the fight, man, because you ain't going to make a million quid on those pay per view numbers at this moment in time. No, definitely not. Not against that level of opponents. The only thing that does open up is. This pipe dream of Triple G, I, I genuinely think it's but a if pipe he goes, dream. Let's say, let's but say. it could it could open up a Triple G type opponent because yeah. he's got his own thing going with ITV. Triple G's got his own deal in America. It could potentially open up something like that. But does this not all come down to what we spoke about last week? Right? Because it's the it's the Mayweather model. I'm a fan of it, absolutely. But Mayweather has that model off the back of a lot of graft. 20 yeah. fights, 30 fights, world graph, champion. becoming a multi-weight world champion where people have seen him free to earn. Then he thinks, right, I'll take control of my own stuff and I'll, and I'll be the boy. Sound, I'm all for that. So therefore, does Eubank Jr. not go and fight Billy Joe Saunders? Let's say he believes he can win. So he goes and wins that rematch. Then he can take whoever back to ITV and make a boatload of cash. Yeah. Why doesn't he do that? It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking of a business because I'm a greedy guy, and you know what I mean. I'm thinking yeah, yeah. about the door. That's what I'm thinking. So why not do that? It makes sense, but then you know potentially he runs the risk of of fighting sort of guy that's beaten before. That's a lot. Or a that's why I'm level. trying to set up the fight because I want to see him get beat. <laughs> <I'm only messing. laughs> listen, listen, if the fight can be made, we know Frank Warren will make the fight. That's yeah. what Frank's been in the game longer yeah, than anybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he loves nothing better than a big world title fight. And if it can be made, he'll be. I guarantee he's pushing for it now Think because Sean does he end up boxing Golovkin before you? I agree, you? completely agree. Because Billy Joe's will put as much as he'll, he'll take the fight exactly. He'll put his fist where his mouth is, like he'll back it up. Whereas I don't think the Eubanks. We want to back it up right now. They mm. want to talk themselves into these big fights, but don't actually want them right now. They want them further down the line when well, they've like, made some money. Again, we spoke about this before. You've said this. It's like trying to get in around the back door. Yeah, you know what I mean. Rather than the, the legitimate way of going about your business, it's like, well, we'll just get around the back here. We'll just go straight to the top of the tree. Yeah, and I'm an IBO super middleweight yeah, champion. Yeah. When you know, and you mentioned Billy Joe's name. Billy Joe's got the legitimate middleweight world title belt. Yeah, the he's, one that Golovkin wants. Golovkin's has said, "I want to unify this division. That's the belt that I want." Yeah, let's exactly. make the fight, man. Let's get this on. Yeah, if only it was that easy. Let's get it on. JJ <laughs> wants to fight on the undercard. He wants to be yeah. there, man. Co-support. Yeah, exactly. Chief support, right here. You want to be there, don't you? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, listen, we're going to be, um, obviously, after seven o'clock, speaking a lot about yourself, signing up with uh, with Frank. Before we get to obviously getting stuck into it, talk about the first 14 fights of your career, my man. Undefeated at this moment in time. Um, you, you One, you must be absolutely delighted. But two, did you feel that it, you are now ready to take it to that next level? Similar to how we spoke to Robbie Davis Jr. a couple of weeks back where he's been looking for that TV exposure. Mm-hmm. Is that where you're at now in your head? Yeah, I felt like I spoke to Robbie a few times when we both Did he sing like to you? Same... Did he sing? No, he didn't sing. <laughs> he <no>. is nuts. <laughs> Has he been on here? Yeah. He is absolutely is he crazy. We did, well, we did a little bit of lip sync with him. Yeah, because... Lip syncing. <laughs> he loved it. Yeah, I felt like I was in the same boat as him. But like, when I first turned over, I turned over with uh, Frank Maloney. So, but I was, he was, um, I was on a few of David Price's undercards, but then when he packed it in, I had a bit of a shoulder injury and then ended up going with Steve Wood. So I was just on smaller shows, mm. but he'd done a good job with me, Steve. And then I was just getting built up, ended up topping the bill in like the Olympia. Then I was signed with MGM and now... This is cool. Now the this big time, baby. Now the big time. It's mainstream. <laughs> You're in people's living rooms. But that we've again, we spoke about this, isn't it? The more people that are in this pie, the better it is. One for fighters to be able to make decisions where they go and take their careers, and two for consumers like me and you to sit here and go, wicked. All right, there's no, for example, Sky on this week. There's a BT Sports show mm-hmm. on. This is great. You're going to get exposed now to more what we would class as. I don't like using the word casual fans because sports fans, just sports fans in general, people that might be into the footy, yeah. they've watched the footy on a Saturday night on BT, I'll keep it on, the boxing's on next. And then you get your exposure that way, which is a great thing. And that's where the readies come in, my man. Again, I'm talking business, let's talk readies. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opportunity that comes with it though, isn't it? And I feel like, you know, Jay's been a sleeping giant in this city. Everyone knows about his talents. Everyone in Merseyside knew that he was this incredible prospect. Mm. And it fit, you know, yourself, Robbie Davis, you know, there's, there's half a dozen lads that weren't necessarily signed and on Sky, but you were thinking, once these guys break through, this is like the second the second level. We talked about it the other week saying Liverpool boxing's never been as hot as it is now. Mm. And I said to you, we've scratched the surface. You wait until you see the guys waiting below, the likes of the Smith brothers and Bellew. And there's another whole layer who are just starting to break through now the likes of Jay but these opportunities with Frank Warren the world's his oyster this year for everybody watching uh, on our Facebook feed right now that are not in Liverpool I know that Nick is pro scouse right he's so scouse but obviously our radio show is for uh, Merseyside on Radio City Talk hope you're enjoying it so far but you are right there was some serious groundwork done 10 years ago which Mm -hmm. we are now starting to see come to the forefront I was doing a list of fighters professional fighters out of this city lads that are competing at the top levels it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, and you must be buzzing to be a part of that. I made up, yeah. Um... Mr. Gray, be honest, right? If you if you think of cities around, you think of Manchester, you can yeah. think of Crawler, Quig, coming out of Manchester, you look uh, maybe across further into into Sheffield, you can name a couple of fighters from each city, a couple. You got Even in London, mm-hmm. you've got London, you can name in the different boroughs, maybe a couple for each different borough. Come to Merseyside, right? You look, obviously, at this moment in time, okay, there's only one world champion in Tony Bellew, right? Beefy was a world champion. Mm -hmm. It's like buses. This didn't happen for 23 years, did it? And then all of a sudden, bosh, they're all here. We've got got all the Smith brothers. You've got yourself. You've got Robbie Davis Jr. You've got Paul Butler. I could go on and on. I mean, we could even claim Martin Murray from down the road in St. Helens, couldn't we? All these guys, top, at top level, at the top, top level, 
No, the city's got this, and we're very fortunate to do it. Hence, doing this radio program on a on a Tuesday evening. Exactly, and uh, and as I say, it, it's just getting Rocky feeling. I keep following. I keep forgetting keep Rocky. Rocky. It's, it's only because Rocky's had a baby, right? And he's not talking to me at the moment. He's knee deep in nappies. But yeah. now, <laughs> when you're back in the ring, Rock, we'll get you back on. <laughs> but it's, it is. It's absolutely booming right now, and that's why we can't have enough events and we can't have enough opportunities. And you know, let's let's be honest. Eddie Hearn's done great things for the sport, but it, you know, it, it felt like in a lot of ways. The, the rest of British boxing was getting strangled a little bit when it was just Matchroom at the Sky Sports show, yeah. where there was no other opportunities. Box Nation's been great, but with it being a subscription-only service, yeah. you, you you miss out on that casual sports fan, that guy who's just finished watching a Premier League game and goes, oh, a bit of boxing, yeah, go on, I'll give this a go. You miss that with Box Nation. But obviously, with the deal now with BT Sports, when it was announced, I said... There's going to be loads of scousers signed. There's going to be loads because there's <laughs> loads of talent in this city just waiting for it. Nick's thinking of lacing his gloves up again, mate, after you yeah. give him a bit of an idea, which we're going to be talking about next, all right? <laughs> for those that don't know, Nick did a charity fight. When? How long ago is it? 2008, it was. 2008, yeah, and obviously yeah, one of your sparring partners yeah. was a teenage version of this young man teenage, that he sat in yeah, our yeah. studio, uh, and he didn't um, pull any punches, literally. He basically bloodied your nose up and gave you two black eyes, didn't he? Exactly. Which we're going to be talking about next on Radio City Talk. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. It is uh, Radio City Talk, Fight Disciples, Tuesday night. Um, JJ Metcalf is in the studio with us right now, and we are live on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Fight Disciples. Let's talk about you, my man. We've spoke about Price, we've spoke about Eubanks. Let's talk about you, because you signed with Frank Warren. Yeah. Happy? Come on, get that smile on your face, mate. <laughs> this is what it's all about. Undefeated professional at this moment in time. This is a great platform to be involved with. Uh, Nick spoke about it many times on this show about obviously the BT deal, getting exposure, getting yourself into uh, into people's living rooms. You're allowed to you're allowed to tell us about your next fight, aren't you? Because obviously yeah. the big card coming up, April eighth, the eighth April. Yeah, I mean the undercard to Flanagan and Liam Smith fighting Liam Williams. Wicked, it's going to be a cracker. Great card, great yeah. card to be involved with. You know what I mean? I mean when we. So, their, is that going to be BT's yeah. first big world title card with Frank and stuff? Well, when we, we, when we saw it, we got straight away. We said, well, to be fair, no disrespect to the rest of the cards. Obviously, we're biased towards the Northwest. That's the bad boy. April 8th, That's you've got... their first card as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Terry Flanagan on there in world title action. And then the two Liams going at it in your division, mate. In your division, in the super welter <laughs> division. Mm-hmm. You must be licking your lips, wanting to get in there and put a little bit of a show on for everybody. Definitely, yeah. I'm fighting a lad from Manchester, so... Nothing like to add, to add a bit of spice. A little bit of rivalry, come on. Look at you, you love it, don't you? You love a little bit of M62 do. rivalry, don't you? I do, I love a bit of Derby Day style banter. And that's a little <laughs> bit. The build up to that. Um, let's talk about the last year then, right? Because randomly, I don't know if your dates are right in your head, this time last year, there were all that uh, stuff in, in Dublin, weren't there, at your way in, mate, which was absolutely oh, yeah. crazy. For those that don't know, um, obviously JJ was on uh, a card in Dublin, a little bit of a fracas, let's just say, kicked off at the Dublin Wayne where so- someone sadly lost their life because a gunman opened fire. That must have been absolutely terrifying, boy. Yeah, it was, yeah. Was you, was, had you been on the scales at that point, Jay? I'd already been on the scales. I was, uh, I was stuffing my face up at the time. But you were still in the venue? I was still in there, yeah. And, um, was just... when, when, someone, when someone tells you that that's happened, yeah. because obviously you wouldn't have been in the room when that happened, when someone tells you that that's happened, do you do you think, yeah, I am. someone's pulling my leg here, someone's winding me up? No, I was there. I, I, I wow. Was so I knew what happened. And it just, just, I was, it was sad, you know, like... Absolutely, happened, man. Tragic, yeah, yeah. 
And plus, I didn't get the box as well. So. Yeah, because the whole car got postponed off the yeah. back of that. But like you say, someone lost a laugh off the back of that. Absolute, absolute tragedy. And then if you, obviously, the next twelve months, if we if we just analyse the last twelve months, then of of from that moment onwards, because then you end up obviously on the undercard of Bellu at Goodison oh, yeah, Park. Look, look at the face. <laughs> it's James now. Look, look at <laughs> the face. Up. That well, that, it is. You know what I mean. This of course. this just proves how how crazy the world of boxing is because you're an Evertonian. Yeah. Everton fan. Blue Alpha Liverpool's just gone absolutely bonkers for you on the radio there, mate. <laughs> um so to get asked to fight on one of the biggest nights, no disrespect to your dad, he's had some big nights, right? But the one of the biggest nights in Liverpool boxing's history. Yeah. You must have been made up. Yeah, it's dream come through. I was hoping to get on a just before Bellevue, but just after him, so That's like you were the floater, weren't you, Jay? Yeah, so is that a- Hard way, we weren't even going to get on at one point. Only so Bell, you got rid of him in that, that like early on. Oh, right, okay. So, if they'd gone yeah. the distance, you'd, your fight had probably been pulled. To me, oh, you might not get on it, you'll still get paid. I don't care about the money, but yeah, saying if it goes early, you'll get on. So, I was watching through the, through the um, through a door, but on a screen. So, as soon as he knocked on, I was made up, just <laughs> ran out, and then I run up to the ring to get in. You're trying to get the mic off him to get into the fight. <laughs> so you better hurry up or it might not. Or it happen. might get cancelled, yeah. yeah. His acceptance speech lasted longer than the fight. <laughs> what was that for like for you though as yeah, a come on, as an Evertonian? You know, to, to box at Goodison Park. You that know was amazing. Obviously Bellew speaks about it being the you know defining moments in his entire Brilliant career. Me, I but don't know how it must have felt for him. Yeah. So yeah. so early in your career though, so on that night did you experience that and think this is this would be my goal. This would be my number one dream to do what Bellu's just done, yeah, win a WBC definitely. title at Goodison Park. Did you kind of go, okay, yeah, I'll have a bit of this. This is yeah. it. This will do I me dreamt too. Dreamt about it before he even for well, not before he dreamt about it, but before he'd mentioned it, and then he's just robbed me dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I got to fight on. I was made up. Do you? Uh, I'd love to know. Do you wind your dad up now? And say to your dad, well, you know, you may have boxed in the car park <laughs> in Stanley Park, Dad, but I actually boxed in Goodison Park. Wind them up over it, yeah. <laughs> also, as well as that, it's kind of, kind of, there's a nice synergy between that particular night, and obviously you just mentioned your dad, uh, his dad there, Shane Erie. A lot of people uh, will be familiar, or older listeners will be familiar with uh, uh, Shane's career, who, by the way, is now immortalised in uh, film himself because obviously he's part of that the story I suppose of the Mickey Ward story yeah. with, with the fire Bellew's been in films technically your dad's been in films come on man you need to get a little bit of Hollywood going on don't you you need to get yourself a little bit of a thing going on films I'm, st- I'm struggling on here <laughs> Mate, that's easy you're reading somebody else's scripts on a film aren't you yeah, <laughs> I suppose so yeah <laughs> But can I point out, by the way, I said this to you earlier on, and you, you did know this. The geezer that actually plays your dad in that film yeah. mm-hmm. was once upon a time George Clooney's stunt double. Did you know that? Brilliant. No, the know that. I think his name is Anthony Molinari. I was doing a little bit of a look. Hasn't on he got the, a dodgy, dodgy Irish accent in it? It's like it's, some it's dodgy right, it? hybrid it, Irish Scouse yeah. accent. It's great. The fight of the film, which stars uh, Wahlberg, Christian Bale in that particular film. Go and check it out because yeah. the geezer that plays. Uh, Shea Deary in that particular film used to be George Clooney's stunt double there you go Shea, you, you can dine out on that mate you can I always, I always remember the story of that as well I spoke to Georgie Schofield who was obviously your dad's coach at the time and, trainer, and he was gutted because the fella cast to play him in the film or you know playing 
playing the uh, the role of coach was like some ugly fella. <laughs> Georgie Scowey was gutted. <laughs> Brilliant. Talk to me about your plans for 2017, mate, because with this deal, your eyes must light up now because obviously you've had a bit of a tear, undefeated as a pro. Now's the time to kick on, isn't it, and get some gold around your waist. Oh, yeah. I, um, I'm open to... I don't know if this Liam Smith and Liam Williams fight's going to end up for a world title. Mm-hmm. So if that does, Liam Smith's going to have to vacate the British title in the Commonwealth. So hopefully get I'm fighting the 8th of April and then this year hopefully fight for a British title. The standard... Tra- you love that, don't you? You love the traditional route, you? 100%. You see, I love the backdoor route. Just go straight to the world. That's yeah, what yeah. I like to do, talk about. <laughs> but you... You're, Crap. You, you, yeah, exactly. You love Crap. a Lonsdale, don't you? You love it. Never mind a Lonsdale. I like uh, Midlands or Northern <laughs> Area title. Masters title. Yeah. English. He's got them. He's got, he's got a Masters got, title. See? see? <laughs> English title. You know, you've got to pick one of them up before you get your British, before your Commonwealth, then European... Then gold. That's the way I like to see it done. I like to see the old traditional route, yeah. Thing is, though, JJ, Belt collecting. what you've just said, some people will listen and sometimes we have fighters in here that say certain things and people go, ah, oh, bloody that's a bit pie in the sky at this moment in time. What you've just said is absolutely legit. You know what I mean? You go April 8th, do a job. If there is a... Va- even if it's not vacated, mate, yeah. you're on the cusp of, Brit- of British title. People talking about you for British title, aren't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I mean... I think I don't know how accurate box records, but I've ranked fifth in Britain on that, so I should be one or two fights. I should be knocking on the door for it anyway. So it's that it's that Robbie Davis Junior vibe again, isn't it? Where under the radar, you you've kind of gone under the radar under a lot of people's eyes, but then all of a sudden you get yourself onto television. Everybody's going. He's all right. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what happened to Robbie a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? I mean, he looks a million dollars switch it in for fun, didn't he? And everybody's talking about him now. April 8th, you go and do your business. Everybody's going to be talking uh, about you, my man. Are you ready for paparazzi knocking on your front door and taking pictures of you having your cornflakes? Are you ready for that? <laughs> no, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of the main event? For you, I mean, the main event for us in that particular fight will be the two leaders. I was saying, not the main events. Forget about Terry. Terry Flanagan Terry will do his thing. He'll do his thing. He we're will, we're yeah. fully anticipating doing his thing. But, but the, the two, two Liams in your weight category. Yeah. I can't wait for it. I'm excited as a boxing fan to watch, just to watch it. I'm going to... Hopefully get my fight out the way and then go and sit down and do it. Be a brilliant fight. What's your gut instinct? I think Liam Smith's going to beat him. Yeah, you can't back against this. He's not going to back against his scousers, is he? Scousers don't back against scousers. That's a fact. That is a fact. It's a real fight. We've spoke about this before. Come on, then. It's a real fight, isn't it? It's a real fight. You know, for me... Beefy's got to start as favourite. You know, as former world champion. You know, he's proved himself to be world-class. Liam Williams, every test he's had, he's 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 looked better and better and better. And, you know, I had a text exchange with Gary Lockett as trainer just last week. They're right up for it. Right, they mate. fancy it. So, well, have got, listen. Have you got a celebrity, mate? This is a fight of the year job. <laughs> fight of the year job. I'm telling you, it's a fight of the year Probably. job. You'd fancy the winner of it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Never mind the winner. You know, the loser yeah. for you is, is a genuine, you know... You 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 beat the loser, or you're waiting for the loser. Is that kind of something you're thinking of right now, or you're not you're not you're just concentrating just on what gonna, you're doing? I'm gonna. I've got this fight coming up, so win that, and then just whatever they give me. Yeah. I'm not gonna look for no fights. I'm not gonna ask for no fights. But 
You see, I think you I'm, see, gonna get I'm stopping you there, JJ. Right? <laughs> I'm stopping you there because I love a call out, mate. I love it. You've got to kick some Toblerones, mate. You've got you've got, you've got to get in the oh. Bellevue mindset, my man. You've got to go absolutely crazy at somebody. Anybody, <laughs> just someone's Bellevue. someone's <laughs> mum in the corner. Just pick on them. Go for it, my man. That's what you got to do, aren't you? Well, you see, you're old school. Old school is. is that more dignified? Listen, I'll just do my fist. My fist will do the talking. I'll get on with it. Do the job. Frank, let, leave Frank to the matchmaking. He'll get on with it and he'll point me in the right direction. Is that the attitude that you come with? Yeah, definitely. It didn't. Uh, it didn't do his, his dad too much harm anyway. No, so, yeah, you know, yeah. His dad was very much the same way. So, just, just speaking about that though, Jay. Obviously, the Eubanks and everything else, the father and son partnerships. There's, you know, the we talked about it earlier with the uh, Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz, Santa yeah. Cruises, and people like that, the Garcias of this world. It seems to be more even the Mayweathers. Mayweathers seems to be more prevalent than ever. Have you found, you know, obviously growing up in your dad's shadow in terms of what he achieved as a boxer, but now obviously you're not necessarily working with your dad full time. You're with Georgie Vaughan now and stuff. How has that kind of developed along? Brilliant. My dad's like my best mate as well, so he's. He's been with me every step of the way. He's always, if I'm not doing something right, he's on my case. And he's, don't know, he's been like a mentor, even though I'm with George now. He's still, he's still there. He still takes me on the pads and stuff. So I couldn't ask for no, no, nothing better, really. When you were a kid, obviously, I know when you were, when you were small, you wanted to, following your dad's footsteps, you wanted to yeah. be a boxer. Was there any point where your dad was like, he didn't want it for you, as he or, or as he always encouraged it. Or was it a certain time he said, "Listen, it's a tough life. I, you know, I I did it the hard way. I don't want that life for you." I think he would have preferred that I didn't box, but he's always said to me, "Whatever you want to do, I stand by you." So now he's doing it. Yeah, now he's backing that, you up. He's done enough sparring with him. He's and he doesn't never used to roll back. And <laughs> so I think that's. Me, not on book good, really. Speaking of not holding back in, in sparring, my man. All right, now this lad's still upset. Oh, you, yeah, from, yeah, from, yeah, that's from, true. From you giving him a couple of black I, eyes. I wouldn't say upset. <laughs> I wouldn't say Mate, upset. He's still caught up every time but when, we, when, we speak about him. When we talk about Jay Simon, yeah. I've, I've got my own Jay story. When you signed with one, I was saying to Adam, let me tell you a story about Jay Metcalf <laughs> when he was still a young boy, only a teenager, and when I was doing the charity thing with your dad and we were yeah. doing some sparring at the Solly. And, um, you, you, you probably won't even remember. Caught me in the nose, bloody nose, two black eyes, and uh, that was in the build-up to, to go in and box his dad. But he was helping out. He was sparring. He was legitimately course. sparring with you, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Well, now, he wasn't legitimately sparring. Jay was a teenager holding back. <laughs> I guarantee he was holding back. I was just some dopey journalist coming in, uh, doing the charity thing with his dad. But, yeah, I'll never forget it. He bingo with me right between the eyes, two black eyes. But, but, <laughs> you, but, you, but in the actual fight, the what you were training for against his dad, his dad held back as well. Oh, are you kidding? But, of course he did. Otherwise, I wouldn't but, be here now. Yeah, 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 but that's what I mean. But he pinged you, even holding back. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. No, you've, done, you've done well. Taking on like something like that. I'll, that ta- I'll take that all day. I'll, I'll forever. Don't suck up to him just because you're on the show. What honestly, his dad is in my heart forever because what he did for me on that night, to let me as a journalist experience that, experience that big night fever. Yeah, it was a know. good night as well. It was yeah, a yeah. sold out capacity crowd yeah. at the Olympia. You know, people thought people were going there thinking Shane Neary was on the comeback trail. <laughs> <laughs> We, we were in the ring, and, and obviously, Shay's whispering in my ear, come at me, Nick, you know, let your shots go. But, I, you know, trying to, because I had that 
sim- you know, it sounds completely different spectrum, but you know, I was super fit. But by the time the first bell went, I was gone. I had nothing left. The adrenaline dump had killed me. I'd never experienced that before. <laughs> I felt exhausted. Your ring walk. Exactly. Your ring walk and knocked it out. Destroyed me in the ring walk. <laughs> but I had Shay in my ear. He's in the clinch and he's in my ear saying, come at me through, you know, do this, do that. Meanwhile, people in the audience go, kill him, Jimmy! <laughs> Finish him! And I was like, oh my goodness, you know, it's for charity. But, you know, one experience that was, and that's just... That's just a measure of the man, you know, that is that is that is, you know, that I'll never ever forget that, ever. But it's just amazing now to follow your journey, Jay, because you move like him, you punch like him, you know, there's so many similarities when you see Jay fight compared to your dad as well, which is obviously it's a, it's inevitable, of course. Yeah. But uh have you set a goal similar to, you know, if I can achieve what my dad achieved, I'll be happy or, you know, are you looking beyond that or are you looking short on that? A British title first and then see where you go. Where's your mind at? I want to be a world champion. That's all I think everyone in boxing wants to be a world champion. But if it happens, it happens. I'm not, I wouldn't beat myself up ever never as long as I've tried my best. Yeah. Um, hopefully I can win one. I think there's no hopefully about it yet, right? There's no hopefully about it, my <laughs> man. There's going to be some motivational chat coming in a minute, mate. You are taking the world by storm. You are taking over the 154-pound division. You're then moving up to 160, and you're going to knock out that Kazakh as well, mate. You're taking him out. You're going to do the lot, lad. Bring him on. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, mate, thank you so much for coming in and having a little bit of a chat with me and Nick tonight. It's always good to celebrate uh, lads that are doing the business in this fine city. Yeah, we we'll mentioned be there it, in Manchester. We mentioned it earlier on. This city, there is no city like this on the planet. Well, there might be, but from my my short knowledge, there is not a city like this on the planet for so many talented professionals that are at the top top level. And you are right in that mix, mate. Looking forward to April the eighth. You must be ecstatic about that. And, and to see you on a card where the yeah. Potentially, it, potentially, is two lads on that card that you might be squaring up against in the, like in the not too British distant level future. Now is so close to world level. Exactly, it used yeah. to be a big jump because so, there's that many good British boxers out there, like Liam Williams, Liam Smith. They're yeah. boxing could be for a world title. And then round the corner, really. Exactly. Exactly, you one, one, literally two or three wins. Don't forget us, don't forget us, yeah. Listen, when you've got a world strap, mate, you, you can't neglect the show. You've got to come back on. Of course, yeah. We want Definitely. to see that belt. <laughs> he wants to wear it. Yeah, he exactly. wants to do a Eubank Junior I'll video with a belt. Shadow boxer, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, listen, thank you so much for listening to us uh, this evening. Hope you've enjoyed the uh, Facebook live stream. If you missed any part of it, if you've only just tuned in last second, it will be available for you to download via the usual podcast stream at fightdisciples.com. Go and check it out. We will see you next week. Enjoy your evening. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.